Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds, and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. Do you, um, do, do you know um, any couples that have been in long-term successful non-monogamous relationships? Okay, so we obviously know Mila from um, the podcast world, and she's been on ours with her wicked partner, Erica. Um, They also have a great podcast called Good Moms, Bad Choices, but we dove in deep with her partner, Orlando, on this conversation of how they went from an open relationship and why that sort of 
uh, transitioned and what happened there, we uh, didn't really do an intro. So I'm so sorry about that because we just could not like it was just sparks right from the very beginning of the conversation and the honesty and the just openness of an alternative way of doing things is really what this conversation is about. So we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, Obviously, it's about sex and relationships because it is Friday, your Friday podcast. You might not be listening to this on Friday, but enjoy and uh, happy whatever day it is. Have an amazing day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance, yet when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well-being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapists anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Nat. Hi guys. Hi. How are you? We're good. How do we introduce the two of you as a couple? Because like you two are, you have your, your, like your own journey now together on social media. How are we referring to you two? Jim Lando. It's not Jim Lando. Um, I don't know. Podcast couple. Should it be here? 
but then we need to pull this here. So we're not, we don't, we don't get any Orlando in this situation. We get a fiddly fig and Mila. <laughs> um, guys, we're so excited. We love it. Okay. We're so excited to have you because every Friday we do um, a podcast on sex where we have submissions from our viewers and, and we can't, we can't help but share our own stories because we can't keep our mouths shut. <laughs> but I have to say your relationship from two women who have been married for a hundred years, watching yeah. your, your relationship and your sexual relationship and your openness. I love that sex. your sexual relationship. I love that. It's so, to be honest to you guys, it's so normal, but to like us, it's so um, like, consider we are such prudes compared and um, inexperienced to, and you're the way how you're so open about everything is probably so helpful for not only people who are in like open relationships and, you know, non-traditional boring shit, but also people who wish that they could be to see normal people experiencing and having a good time. And then also finding love in between all of that. We're really excited to talk to you guys. I know. I'm excited too. I don't think that, I think we're just not normal. I think we're just weird people who found each other. I don't think so. I think you're ahead of the curve, to be honest with you. I feel like, you, like from my perspective, Kate, okay, why don't we first introduce you guys? Uh, you guys are Orlando and Mila. You met, you guessed it, on a podcast, being on separate coasts. Romance was not on the radar, radar for either of them. However, upon meeting in person, something undeniable sparked. Two free and open-minded people dedicated to showing up as their authentic, authentic selves, publicly and privately, found solace in truly being transparent and accepted by one another. Well, that first on its own is unique without even adding anything else into that picture. Okay. Um, and after a very exciting, adventurous, and unique dating experience, you guys uh, take your commitment to the next level with a non-monogamous relationship. Are it still non-monogamous? No. <laughs> what? But it was fun. <laughs> it was okay, very... now we have so many more questions than we thought. So now you guys are monogamous. Yeah. yeah. What, what, so what was okay? I I was we were actually talking about it in the green room today, and I said I wonder if when you get to a point, it's you you become monogamous because it's just too deep. Oh, oh guys, I'm a jealous ass bitch. It's you. It's me. I tried, I mean, I, I'm not against it. I think we're, I think we're less monogamous than like a traditional monogamous couple, you know, but like, okay. I do, what I does do. that mean? I think we're like, we're monogamous ish and we're, but we're open to, we're open to experiences. So I think like if I was in a different country and I was like, must do, it's super important. I don't know if that, it would necessarily be off the table. It's super important. I like that. And if he was to do it, same rule. Same. I think, I think we have the communication to have discussions. And I think we both understand that long-term there may be, there'd be shifts. I think we both understand that like we're human and there's going to be attractions to other people and things may come up. And I don't think that affects how we love each other. But I think that, um, I think that, uh, I think we just know we're human. And so it, it, it puts us in a place where we can kind of 
have a communication to talk about things in case something happens or I'm like I like for instance I really want to have a male male female threesome I've never done that I don't know if it's ever going to come up but I could say that to him and he could say oh I don't know we'll think about it <laughs> and that's what I was going to ask is are any of those experiences that you guys would be open to include both of you yeah at the same time yeah for sure for mm -hmm. sure I think we're, we're really uh, our curiosity usually includes each other Oh, wow. And wait, when you first started, though, it was a non-monogamous relationship. How long did that go on for? And how did the shift have to take place or why? Um, wait, did we start already? I think we started, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've always started. We've <laughs> always started. Um, we started off non-monogamous. And sorry, what was the question one more time? Like I know, so in the beginning, you start off non-monogamous. First of right. all, what was that like? And then why did you make the switch? Uh, so yeah, first it was easy because I was in New York and she was in LA. And we right. know that we had some level of commitment to each other because we were dating and we really liked each other, loved each other and all the things. And we wanted to take the next step in being together together, which was Milo wanted certain things from me. And I said, I could do these things, but we got you have to be my girlfriend. So to make things in my um, in my viewpoint fair to everybody, because I didn't want to give up these sexual experiences that I was having, I said, let's do a non-monogamous relationship. It's similar to what we were doing in dating already, but now we'll be committed to each other. We came up with our own rules and boundaries for each other so that we could be comfortable. And we did that um, until we got to the point where I was planning on moving to L.A., and within that transition, there were certain things that were coming up with us that uh, I felt I didn't necessarily feel comfortable with um, because she was uncomfortable with um, things that was happening on my side. I had a sub, I had a sub and I had another partner and it was like getting kind of weird. Slow down. <laughs> you can't just throw out a word to these freaking married <laughs> ladies and think we know what a sub okay. means. Everyone's like that, like a substitute Like teacher? a substitute girlfriend? <laughs> no, so I was, I, was, I was being a down at the time. So I had a submissive um, also. And my submissive got her emotions got too much into it. And I just and Mila was telling me that she wasn't super comfortable or there's things she was uncomfortable with. And I kept reassuring her that it's fine. But when things got to the point with my submissive where uh, it was they got too emotional and they started to really, really like me and I cut things off, I started to view things in a different way. And I just felt like, you know what, I'm going to take the step back and from non-monogamy and be monogamous until I feel more comfortable like in this space. So at the time I was monogamous and Mila was non-monogamous. And then when she felt comfortable, she made the transition herself to mm -hmm. full monogamy. So do you, how, how evolved as people do you have to, because you know, we've had a lot of conversations about like cheating and sex because it's my belief that we put a lot more weight on sex, but women will be treated so poorly and disrespectfully but they they'll, they'll let that happen but if he goes and cheats they're like that's it i'm done but he can come home and do nothing and be terrible and not like a, a full human to them and they're like that's fine but go somewhere else and no so i'm like how evolved do you two have to be to be able to just be like you know for you orlando to be monogamous and her to not be like how do you view sex that most in the Western world don't, or not most, that the people in the culture that are mostly talking don't? Um, <laughs> that's a very good question because I don't really know how everybody else views sex. I just I'll tell you. Yeah. One, 
one person, you do something else, you even look at them, you even look on Instagram at someone's account of like a girl in a bikini and they're like, you cheated on me. Like we're talking <laughs> like, it's bad. It's for me, it's just, I view it as just a separate pleasurable experience. And I do think sex is important in your relationship. I just think that there's a lot of other things that's also as important. So instead of putting sex at a hierarchy and putting, you know, hugs and kisses at a lower tier, I just see everything all as one and all equal. So if if I see my girlfriend um, be a fan of somebody and she wants to hug them, I don't see it really any difference than her having an interest in having sex with somebody else. Now, that's just my point of view, and I can understand where everybody views it differently, but when I put sex at the same, I guess, level as everything else, I see everything as balanced. So at that point of view, I also see her pleasure as important and as balanced as everything else that um, she's that she's involved with in life. So when it comes to us being comfortable sexually, when I don't put this hierarchy of sex on our relationship, I become more comfortable with her having sexual experiences that either are including me, including somebody else, or both of us. That's just how I view it. He has a very unique perspective on yeah. sex that most people so. and men don't have. He's very, he's not jealous at all. <laughs> it does, it's not something that makes him jealous. I, I struggled. I didn't struggle, but I feel like and even in the period when we were non-monogamous, it was easy because we were long distance, you know, kind of like we continued to have the same relationship that we had when we were just dating. And um, I honestly was like, I was testing myself to see like, how evolved am I? I talk all this shit on the podcast about like, <laughs> yeah. openness and non-monogamy and being human and like having experiences. And I think this was like a, a real test. I had never been in an open relationship prior to that. I talked about it a lot and I thought it was something, like it made sense to me logically, but when you're in it and your feelings are involved, it's a much different situation. So it was a huh. test for me. I mean, it wasn't a test. It was, it was just challenging myself in ways. Um, I think definitely having the distance uh, makes it easier to do that because I'm like, well, I'm not there. So do what you have to do. And I'm a busy woman. So I'm like, if you have someone that you're in a relationship with, and they're caring for you like who the fuck am I to tell you you can't do it because physically I'm not there so it made it easier for me to like cope with the the circumstances is it is it more helpful when you overshare and tell them everything or is it more helpful mm -hmm. when you say nothing like you know we hear about all the rules and you've got to have rules like in the books I've read you know the the rom-coms um <laughs> they are like you know you just like pretend nothing happened or like they go away for a weekend you don't talk about it but then you're like watching stories because social media is now a beast where you can know where someone is at all like a snap map you can see exactly where they are so do you what's that like what did you guys do to those rules just not talk about it no, we, I mean, I, I feel like we talk about everything. So when things would come up, I could just say it. Like, I don't like that. Stop posting this bitch. I don't want to see it. I like, I oh, you would post, you guys could post other people. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I was the one I was like, I don't want it. Like it, it, a lot of it is ego. I realized that I'm like, I don't want to be publicly involved in your circle of bitches. Like just cut it. Like somebody has to like either stop posting them. Don't post me, but choose. Cause I just, it's too much. It's so confusing um, for my brain. <laughs> and um also my ego <laughs> but I feel like um I feel like I, I I'd like to know I want to know because then there's this thing where like well I know because you told me 
I'm not finding out from like some third party. And also yeah. there are times I know you tell me and then I'm cool. That's it. Like, I don't need to know the details. Like tell me the thing and then we can move on and I could process it. But like, I don't need to know exactly what happens step by step. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Orlando. So um, had you been in non-monogamous relationships before? Um, no, this was actually my first like committed non-monogamous relationship, but I knew that it was something that I could do. Because in my past, like dating life or situationships or whatever, I would tell whoever I'm dating or my partners at the time that being other people or if you're sleeping with other people, I'm not going to be bothered by that. And I think that little practices like that and being honest and transparent with whoever I'm sleeping with helped me to be able to prepare for a non-monogamous relationship. So when I get to this point where sex isn't that big of a um, big of a uh, I guess deal breaker for me. And I want somebody to be honest and transparent. And honestly, our dating life was all honesty and transparency. So I basically knew everything that was happening already. So the transition really wasn't that hard. And just having all of these things in place. If there's times where I want to know something, like, you know, you weren't answering my phone call yesterday. Where were you last night? And you'd be like, oh, I was sleeping. With, I was... Okay, that makes sense. So for oh. me... It wasn't necessarily the sleeping with other people that would make me jealous or feel away. But once my attention, tension towards me was taken away, that's when I would start feeling like feeling uncomfortable. You guys must have the best conversations oh. in life because oh. it it's like you have to, I mean, it really takes such an evolved person to even have a, like, think about most married people don't even talk about sex. Like they just don't even talk about if there's an issue or what they want or what they like, or, like they just do it. And then, or if there's something they don't like, it's just like, I'm not, I'm never telling him that, you know, like I'll hurt his feelings. Like, how do you get to even recognize you have an ego? Like what, how do we do that as people like in, how can we get comfortable with ourselves enough to tell our person I don't like this, or I want to try this. Like even lingerie can be a difficult thing for people. Well, I, 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 easiest for us because we started first only met on a podcast, being like you know we, mm. we are super honest. It's like our in our nature to do that. So when I met him, it was super honest, and our friendship it was super honest, and you know we ha we had a friendship, you know, and genuinely we continued to have a friendship, and it was like even when we started to be intimate or have a relationship, it was still this, yeah. this friendship, like, oh my God, let me tell you what I did last night. It was mm -hmm. so fun. Like my friend did this, she bought her boyfriend and like, he could celebrate in it with me. And I think for also like people, if this is something like you are desiring in your relationship, it's a, you're making a choice. And like, even for me, I made, I'm a jealous ass bitch. Like I am. And, but I, in making the decision, when things came up for me, when things made me uncomfortable, I had to sit with myself and be like, okay, why is this making you uncomfortable? Do you think, do you think he doesn't love you? Do you think he's going to like, do you think he cares mm. less about you? Mm -hmm. Do you think he's going to leave you? Do you really not want to be around this person anymore because he shared this with you? Answer those questions. Like, no, not really. Like, I'm not going to stop fucking being his friend or stop fucking with him because he's done X, Y, and Z. And then I had to take a moment and be like, all right, and move on, you know? And, and sometimes we're trained to immediately get jealous because you know it's it's, it's really about like I hate to say it because I had I deal with it all the time it's like what what am I insecure about what is my situation am I comparing myself to this person yeah I love someone more than me or there's a possibility like this person can take him away from me 
And so I just had to really like having to di digest and dissect all those questions and then move forward and be like, do I want to move forward? And it's, it's difficult. You know, it is difficult. We've done a lot of like trials and tribulations and lots of shit has happened and with other people, with each other. And um, it's, it's really made me realize like, A, how easy it is to like, just be like, I'm done. I don't care. Like, instead of dealing with the emotions, removing mm. That's generally situations. Like if someone's fucking somebody else or it's describing a relationship with somebody else, I just be like, oh, okay, I'm going to fall back. I don't need to deal with you, you know? But instead of doing that, like challenging myself to be like, what is bothering me? Can I express it? Like, I'm not really an expressive person minus the podcast, but- I'm like, wait, sorry, you're not? But no, yeah. it takes, it takes a, it's vulnerable. It's be like, hey, this, this is bothering me. Hey, I'm jealous about this. Yeah. I'm really good at being like, I'm jealous because I don't, to think that I'm insecure because I don't think I'm insecure but obviously I am if I'm feeling some way about like people with me you know so it's just like right. a constant like cho choosing of being like to evolve and be self-aware honestly sometimes it's just like I don't fuck with it I don't like it this is not for me you know what I mean and then sometimes it's like well maybe there's something that I need to dig deeper in in myself that's making me so deeply uncomfortable with whatever he's doing you know and, oh my and gosh that what just that conversation, so many people wouldn't even be able to understand it had anything to do with them. They think it's totally outside themselves. Right. What, even, what? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, even the other part of that is, even though we're equal in our relationship, sometimes it has to take the lead. And with I had, I felt like I'd take the lead in showing me like, hey, it's okay if you tell me these things. I'm not going to feel away. I'm not going to get upset. Wow. And this, whatever we have, as long as you are being honest and transparent. And then when we get to the point of being in a relationship and showing her how much I love conditionally. So anything that you tell me, I can only love you more, whether you feel it's good or it's bad. There's nothing that's going to happen because the more I know you, the more I can love you. And then my responses to you can be better. So if you feel a way about, feel like you had a great experience with somebody else, tell me. If you feel like you did all these things that may not have been the best intentions for me, also tell me. And then we can then work on. Mila, have you ever met a man that talks like that before? Besides <laughs> <She hasn't. laughs> yeah. How did you get, how'd you get like that? Like mom sisters <laughs> therapy like what is and i listened to a lot of people that made a lot of mistakes in life and i just didn't want that for myself for a very long time i said that the person that i commit to them to have one less thing to complain about because i don't want to uh. be in this happy healthy marriage and they have so many lists of things when they get around their girlfriends that it's like oh my man does this this and this I just give you one less thing to complain about. So if your sexual um, pleasures or whatever, let's knock that out, get that out the way. I don't even feel a way about that anyway. And then, you know, every time she mentions something that she's jealous about or feels a way about, I take the lead with myself and say, all right, what can I do to make this relationship more comfortable? So even with the monogamy or switching over from myself, I didn't say, hey, you feel uncomfortable. So we both have to change the relationship. It I'm going to take the lead and change something for myself, see how it works out. And then if you feel, if you feel, um, if you feel change yourself to monogamous relationship, cool. And if you still want to be non-monogamous, I'm still going to love you. Oh time. my, do, do you think different attachment to sex than most men? Because I feel use it as like a power to like a, you know, we've talked to a lot of experts and a lot of them say, I would love your thoughts on this. That 
one in particular said that because men don't have as close relationships with other men, like women often have deep soulful relationships where they talk about everything for men, that is sex for them feeling connected. And like the woman has to provide everything for them in that connection because they can't get it anywhere else. So it's a form of like you and me, you're mine. I'm, and I feel like that's not how you see it. So you must have a lot of male best friends. Hmm. Um, well, I have a lot of both. I actually have a lot of male best friends and a lot of female best friends. And I actually pay it parties to become a better person sexually. Um, part of, part of all of that grand scheme of things is a lot of little bits and stuff like that, but just like pretty woman seeing, I didn't necessarily understand the dynamic of Julia Roberts being a prostitute and him being rich and paying for sex, but I understood that yeah. Regardless of her background or wherever she's coming from, that she is supposed to be treated good as a person or as a woman. And that that being taken in and growing and listening to whether I was in high school or or a young adult as they are speaking about sex and their interactions with people, other other guys. So I started to realize that men really live in the physical part and stuff like that. But women don't necessarily live in the physical part. So I had to understand that, you know, I have to make her like me or do things about, um, do things towards her that would make the way she thinks about me feel good. And then that's what's going to make the sex better. So there's just, <laughs> there's like- Are you like running the course? Are you running courses yet or book? Like, what are you doing? Said, because- you know, I've been told. I've actually been told that you're right. Yeah, <laughs> so. but you know, because women, women listen to what you're saying and they're all like this. You're yes, right. But that's exactly why right. aren't listening to what you're saying. And that's the problem. Yeah. And, and that is the problem because um, when men speak about sex, we speak about it in a sense of conquering in the physical aspect. Mm-hmm. But when I talk to women, I could just go to them and I could just listen. Now listen, I listen, I listen. And at the end of the day, be like, wow, he's been listening to me all day. I actually want to have sex with her. (laughs) Women, I think men forget how powerful it is to make a I think men look like we've all been told to like if you sleep with X amount of people, you're unworthy. If you do this, if you have like if I'm even in even in my podcast for a long time, I was like, damn, I'm talking a lot about my my sex life. It's gonna be really hard to find a husband because who wants to hear their wife? we all have slept with people prior to yeah. being married and like that is the reality and like if you're functioning from the reality if you're like that that is a given but i think so often women don't feel safe in their relationships to say hey these are the experiences i had and they were really enjoyable and still feel like your husband or your boyfriend or whoever your lover is going to keep you you know it's always like conditional it's like i love you and i'll keep you as long as you haven't had sex with x amount of people or you know what i mean and for a long time i was testing it i was like, let me tell him this let me see this <laughs> it's gonna change guess what i did you know what i mean and like, <laughs> like are you still here i did yes. this you still right. you're here i'm gonna go do this you still here let me still yeah um and so it creates a space where i i do feel like it's my friend he's my friend and i can tell him anything and i'm not afraid that if I have a sexual experience or experience that I've had prior that I am going to lose the friendship or lose my relationship because he understands that I'm human and I'm a woman, I'm a sexual being, you know, and even granted sex is more emotional for women. I can agree. Um, I do think that we do deserve to have like, we, and we can have non like 
attached sex you know that's a reality like sometimes it's just about pleasure as long as it's like respectful and there's love and there's care there's and, comfort. and comfort you know but mm -hmm. I've never had a relationship where I can express these things express my deepest sexual desires and not feel judged or like I may be left as a result so the safety helps me give mm. me grace you know mm -hmm. yeah it's it it's like honest. Murphy's law you know you can have it and now you don't want it you're like you huh? both are like you could have it and now you're like actually no we don't want it but if it, you couldn't have it you'd be like I want it right do you um do do you know um any couples that have been in long-term successful non-monogamous relationships Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, I do. You do. Mm -hmm. And it totally works. And jealousy doesn't get involved because both people are what? Uh, well, no, actually, jealousy does get involved. It's It's... That the thing about it is because um, people are in non-monogamous or poly relationships doesn't mean they're absolved from jealousy. The point of being in these relationships is to entertain all emotions. So yeah, when we get into, we, we have boundaries just like a monogamous relationship also when we were yeah. non-monogamous. So it doesn't really change things. There are things within our relationship. There are things within my friend's relationship who are non-monogamous that they say, yeah, I don't, I like, I'm okay with you sleeping with other people, but I don't like when you do sleepovers. I get mm. jealous when it gets to the point of you sleeping over and then things change. So yeah, it, it's not, it's not that, um, the jealousy doesn't happen. It's just that when jealousy, Communication. Happen, this is how we go about it. And in monogamous relationship and our monogamous relationship, when happiness happens, anger, jealousy, sadness, we all have a way of going about it afterwards. So, yeah, jealousy is a thing. It's just that communication is a bigger thing also. Isn't it an all of life, a communication? Elena, why does it say in your bio, sex worker? What does that mean? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I do OnlyFans. I do, um, 
I do OnlyFans, but I review male sex toys in hopes that men can be more comfortable with sex toys and they can understand why women use sex toys in which they can understand women's sexuality a bit better and have a better sexual experience. Dude, it's a fully evolved human. Yeah, like and an educator. I, I, I see him as an educator. Yeah, uh, yeah. and what what's the hardest thing about monogamy for you guys? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> monogamy is not hard. Do you uh, okay. ever, because I feel like you guys are so connected. You're such good friends. As far as I see, I feel like you sexually please each other. I mean, I'm not in your bedroom every day, but just from what I see yeah. and what I feel. because The way you look at each other. Yeah, the way you lick each other, all the things. Like, is it, I mean, I guess in reality, we all know that after a few years, things aren't as exciting as they were in the maybe, beginning. Not, maybe for them it is. But I'm wondering for them, does it just stay so hot forever? Yes. What? <laughs> and the reason why is because I feel like we do the basics. We are we make each other comfortable, make each other make each other feel safe. We're talking, we're transparent, and we're honest. And it's that's really just it. We've built that foundation right there, and because that's where our starting point is. Once as long as we have that, the sex is always amazing. And that's where I come from with it. Where I feel like oh we oh today i was we were happy we spoke about something we're honest damn i'm horny i feel like you guys could run a whole conference i swear why are you not doing this (laughs) maybe we will i know you guys do the costa rica one maybe you two need to do like another like you go from the woman's retreat to the couple's retreat like you just go do the retreats I I mean, I'm here for it. I think couples, I think, could benefit from, I mean, taking time together and, like, just working on their relationship. I think we are really, really committed to our relationship. And I think that has, it requires work, but we've also put things in place that I don't know where we got this from, but, like, really just making sure that we are tending to our relationship. We touch every day. We're hugging 20 times a day, making out like it's, it's, we make, we prioritize our intimacy, even if it's not just having sex. And um, like, even before he moved to LA, um, I kept saying, I want to go on like an extended trip. And I, and so we took a 30 day vacation. Like I had to finish my book. And also we just like, he was about to move in. So we took 30 days in June and we like, rented a little apartment in Tulum and we stayed there in this apartment for like 30 days together nobody else like I don't have any friends in Tulum and it kind of built this like foundation so that when we transitioned to living together we were really clear about what we were doing and um we like tended specifically to our relationship so that the transition would be easy and it has been it's been really Beautiful. It's been really seamless. Like it's been beautiful. Wow. You guys are, I, I have to know, Mila, from one of our, um, one of our recent podcasts, it was like people were putting in, um, um, actually both of your insight would be helpful. We're like pet peeves in the bedroom. And a lot of women said, I feel like I do all the work and then you get nothing back. And then I get nothing back. So like from a man's perspective and a woman's perspective, we're both can satisfy each other really well. What's your advice to those people who are like feeling they're not getting anything in return? Um, nonviolent communication. <laughs> nonviolent? I mean, it, it, it's, it's a book. There's a book called Nonviolent Communication, but it even oh. works for the kids. But it's a, it's a way of communicating everything all the time. Not everything all the time, but like just using words that are not going to uh, trigger someone. Like you're not doing this, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. I noticed, right. I noticed that you haven't been doing this and this was our agreement. How can I support you and 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 you you know giving me more head? Mm-hmm. But when you say the agreement, that means you have to have an agreement to start. 
Yes. And I think people forget to have an agreement. What is your expectation? Like, and a lot of times, like when you start, of course, when you're dating someone in the early stages, did you settle for this type of sex? And now you're pissed two years later. It's like, you have to be, you have to really, uh, exercise communicating all the time for it to become easy in, in the bedroom. If I'm not telling you, if you do something that bothers me non-sexually and I'm not mentioning it, it's going to be hard to say, hey, you're not pleasing me sexually. So it's like if you're at the restaurant and you notice the, the server didn't fucking give you the dressing on the side and, be, and, that, and that instead of saying, oh, fuck it, never mind, I'm going to just eat it as it is. Hey, excuse me, I, I ordered this. Can you please like change it? It's about like advocating for yourself in every single way. And so when it comes to your relationship, when it comes to the bedroom, it, it's seamless. You're not like feeling like you don't know how to do it because in every type of situation you are used to, and you're exercising, advocating and communicating the things that your needs, you know, like. And, have and he has to care enough to hear the communication without being defensive, right? Yeah, like, that's it, the thing, Orlando. Can, 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 women are sometimes afraid that he's going to be offended because he just wants to be the best at everything. Is there like a really, is there a, an easy way to give him feedback? that offending um i think that you just have to learn how to communicate to your partner in a way that your partner understands so mm -hmm. when i speak to mila i don't talk to her as if i'm speaking to another one of my friends i speak to the way that mila has to understand and that may mean that well, Orlando, you ruined it for everybody there you go you yeah, ruined yeah. it for every woman out there congratulations <laughs> <You're down. laughs> way but, to go the other part of that is caring enough, because if I care enough about this yep. person, I'm gonna put it in the work to speak that she understands. And it may not, it might not be full sentences. It might not, it might be me saying something and her interrupting me and then me repeating it. And then there's a whole cycle. But if that's what I have to do to get her to understand, then that's what I'm gonna do. Also, if I care about the sex enough, if I care about her pleasure enough, I care about all these things, then doing the work beforehand just so she can understand we can have this great sexual experience then is, is is seamless like she said it's easy but if i've gotten to a point where i didn't necessarily care about the sexual experience as much with the person i was sleeping with so i just all right cool if it's not that great this time then cool and i let it slide but it just matters how much i care about this person that i'm sleeping with and if i actually care to do the work before just like she said because i feel like sex doesn't happen in the moment. Intercourse happens in the moment, but sex is happening before we even get to that space. Or play all day. Um, or Orlando. I, I, wow. When I see you two, I feel like you like you love the taste of each other's skin. Like you're sitting the smell of each other. It just feels like it's just an all over like delicious relationship. Can you both tell us about your podcast and what you talk about on your individual podcast so that everyone who's listening who needs more Where of they can find you guys and what they're about, your podcast? Um, my podcast is Good Moms, Bad Choices. And uh, we talk about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like this. Um, we talk about- With her bestie and guests. With my bestie, we just talk about growth and um, being more authentic and living lives that bring more pleasure and more happiness and what that looks like and self-reflection. And if you're in a relationship and things don't go as you plan, how you deal with that and like just really manifesting the, the, the relationship and the life that you want by being self-aware. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then also, but wait, and also tell them about the retreats and what happens there. Oh. We also have an all-women's retreat called the Good Vibe Retreat. Um, we have been going to Costa Rica. This is, we're about to leave again for our fifth and sixth retreat. 
This wow. summer we'll be in Mexico, we host women for wellness. So you can release, relax, um, get the fuck away from your kids and your husband and listen to your own thoughts for a moment. Except for Orlando. <laughs> he can't come either, but it's just mm. get to get free, kind of sit by the pool with your titties out and just like frolic around and find, find rediscover yourself. Because a lot of times as caregivers, as women, you know, employees, as business owners, as wives, as girlfriends, mm -hmm. as moms. We get caught up and, and we forget to take time to nurture ourselves. And so Erica and I have really cultivated a space where we come to nurture the women because we realize- Y'all are killing it. You're killing it. We're so it excited so to see. amazing. Orlando, I know. I know. Well, God, can we take, someone take the children for us? Oh gosh, Orlando, what about you? <laughs> what about you, Orlando? Can you take our kids? Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> There's only seven. Right. <laughs> um, my podcast is called Menage de Mine, and basically I record my therapy sessions so that people can see what it's like for not only a, a man to be in therapy, but to also have a therapist give his live feedback towards his patient. So I record my therapy sessions and we put them out, but then I also do podcast episodes based on those therapy sessions. So I would talk to, I had Mila on and we talked about um, who she was before mother and what that looked like and her mind state behind that. And it was, it's just basically about the, uh, the wellness, the, the therapy, the journey of therapy, wellness, and healing mixed with sensuality, intimacy, and love. And also my therapist would do his own um, separate episodes from a therapist's point of view. And he would have other therapists on and they would have bring up conversations wow. like that. So Orlando, how often do you see your therapist? Uh bi-weekly. So we do two episodes a month um, with just me and my therapist. And then we do one episode separately. So that's another two episodes. And basically you're just getting a perspective of somebody in therapy and a perspective of, of a therapist, all mixed in one in one big huge platform. And we just we just find different ways to include different um, uh, healing healing modalities. Yeah, that healing are modalities yeah. traditional like, yeah. therapy. And then I even speak to my on my podcast, my therapist sometimes about things that will even be helpful for him from my point of view. So I talked about how role playing has helped heal um, our experiences sexually. So I oh. would. Yeah, we would take things that um, maybe may have been traumatic in the past, and we will role play them all over again, environment and everything, but with each other, so that when she thinks about a certain experience, she could think of it in a healthier way than this traumatic experience she's had before. That was my like, idea. like role playing. Like, do you not something that's happened between you two, but something that's happened with someone else, and then you pretend you're the other person? I just pretend I'm me in that situation. So let's say one night stand, right? Maybe one night yeah. stand so well before. All right, well, let's pretend we didn't, we met before at a bar or something like that. We'll just go home together and act like pretend role play, like it's a one night stand. And now when she thinks about one night stands, it's a great experience. Oh you my gosh, you guys are so much fun. I'm so happy you found each other. Where can <laughs> they find you guys? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere at WH underscore Orlando Roy, R-O-Y-E. 
And you can find my podcast, Menage Mind, M-E-N-A-G-E-A-M-I-N-D, everywhere. You can listen, watch, everywhere. You can find me I'm on all platforms at Good Moms Bad Choices. Me personally at um, Mila underscore math, M-I-L-A-H underscore M-A-P-P. Yes, we will. And also, will you be doing any more live shows? Like, we really want to come to one. I know you guys should come. Um, I want to come to Canada. We are publishing our first book. Ooh, yes. So be sure to check that out and um, follow the Good Vibe Retreat so you can come join us. Yeah. Okay. And then on tour with the book sometime in the in May. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Oh. And you have to come to Toronto. I think we're open minded here, so I think you that should come. I, I'm coming. Oh, and they also opened up a studio we in have LA. A podcast studio. What in the shit? You open a podcast studio. So what does that mean? Like you People go, go and, and then they also rent space from you. Yeah. Yeah, so you can come record your podcast. We do. We have a whole photography area, so you can do headshots, photography studio. It's also wow. You do a lot of things there. I'm the audio engineer and podcast consultant there, and we also have a video person. We have literally everything you would need in this space. Oh, we in business together now, are we? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Wow. Okay, well, I'm gonna go find the clip where you say, I, I, it's crazy, but one day I, I just wanna settle down and be a domestic goddess. I'm gonna go find that and I'm gonna send that to you because I remember you saying that. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I'm a domestic goddess now. <laughs> Not, like being like just in like monogamy. I remember you saying that. You're like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I could see myself doing that one day. Please. Thank you so much for taking the time with being with us. We, we you, guys are, you guys are perfection. Yes, that is true. Come to LA. Okay, we will. Bye. Bye, guys.